Hello, I'm Mike Baselli, your host for our podcast and the global digital community rallying around it. During this episode, we visited with a national healthcare innovation thought leader and executive who is quickly advancing new models of health and care delivery. Torben Nielsen is a CEO of ZoomCare, the organization building the world's first on-demand platform that offers both retail and digital healthcare. While spending time together, Torben shared with us his journey of becoming the CEO of his fast-growing company and how his previous experiences as a consumer goods executive, including Lego, have perfectly positioned him to create a new and unique experience for the healthcare consumers ZoomCare serves. I'm excited for you to get to know Torben, a leader and friend I highly admire and look to while the healthcare industry continues to evolve and innovate. After hearing from Torben, I hope you will help ZoomCare's mission to further expand the deliverance of on-demand consumer access to trusted professionals when and where needed. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Torben, welcome to our podcast being recorded at Halo Creative Labs, located inside of AngelMD's headquarters here at Catalyst, our healthcare innovation campus in downtown Denver. And a big, big welcome to our ecosystem here in Colorado. We're so glad you and your team are visiting us from Portland. Mike, uh, it's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. Really looking forward to uh, the next 30 minutes. Well, Torben, I'm pumped to spend some time with you during your visit in Denver. I've been following your journey for several years as a national leader in our healthcare industry, and I can't wait to chat with you about your previous experiences and what you're up to at ZoomCare. But before we dive into all things on-demand retail and digital healthcare, a bit of housekeeping. For our audience, while listening to any of our episodes, please make sure to join our online community at passionatepioneers.com in order to share feedback and ideas with our guests and interact with the entire community. And lastly, please take a moment to nominate other Passionate Pioneers for a future episode via our guest nomination form link, as well as subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli in iTunes or Spotify or click the link at the bottom of the episode notes. All right, Torben, it's almost time to hear how ZoomCare is creating a better way to get healthcare. But first, let's take a moment to break the ice a bit so our community can get to know you. Go ahead and select one of the three. All right. He's going for the the middle middle one. All right, favorite place. What's your favorite place on earth and why? Uh, This one is easier. It would have to be Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii, okay. Hawaii. We've we've been over there a number of times. Uh, Been to almost uh, all the islands and... There's just something totally different about Hawaii. The minute you step off that plane, it's just music, it's sun, it's relaxation. And then there's all the variety, right? I mean, you can go up and, uh, you know, have snow. 
in the morning and, and uh, actually go to the beach uh, in the afternoon. So it sounds like you may have done so, Mount Haleakala. Yes, exactly. Did you uh, go up and watch the sunrise? Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. I, I did that a number of years ago with my sister. And it was, like you said, I, we were bundled up in parkas. There's snow. It's freezing cold. And then we took bikes down the volcano. Yeah, we, did, we didn't do that because we had parked halfway up the mountain, you know, and slept overnight in a tent. Oh, wow. And we got really, really cold. I mean, I'm telling you, we got up there in the afternoon. It was nice and sunny. Pitch the tent. And then uh, during the night, it just got so cold because we up on a mountain, right? And we didn't realize it. Yeah, it was, it was cold. too cold. Favorite island? Probably Kauai. Kauai? Yeah, Kauai. Is, that one's the real rainy one, right? Yeah, it's, it's rainy on the north side, uh, but it's really sunny on the south side. And so you can actually see both. Uh, oh, and that's okay. really nice. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Hawaii myself. So Hawaii it is for this podcast episode. Torben, thanks for sharing that. It's time to dive in. We have a lot to cover today. The work happening with Zoom Care and your leadership there is just so exciting. Yeah. And it's really what we're starting to see the trend lines in our industry and where we're going. But before we dive into all things Zoom Care and the things that are happening in the community and, and in the company, let's take it back a bit. I want the audience to hear a little bit of your previous work and how it kind of set you up to lead Zoom Care. So take us back yeah. a bit. Rewind the clock. Yeah. So, you know, as you can tell, obviously I wasn't born and raised in uh, Kansas City, you know, from uh, Denmark, right? Uh, and came over 25 years ago and, you know, started working for a couple of uh, startups. You know, I started my career at Lego back in uh, Denmark. Okay. Pause. <laughs> pause. Okay. Lego. What's it like working at Lego? I'm such a nerd. I loved Legos as a kid. What was it like? It was fantastic. I mean, uh, Lego is such a beautiful company. Uh, there's so much creativity happening at the company. And you're dealing with kids as your target audience, right? And they provide you whatever feedback you want to hear or feedback you don't want to hear, right? <laughs> They're just so honest, right? And it was so much fun uh, working for that company. I was working on the digital side, working on Lego.com. And uh, because of the brand and the strong um, uh, experience that we were creating, we saw uh, just a tremendous amount of traffic uh, to that site. And so whatever we developed from a digital perspective just had immediate response, right? And that is exciting as a marketeer and as a product person, right? To see the uh, engagement and the um, reaction right away. That is so cool. How does a guy from Lego get into healthcare? Yeah, I mean, uh, there, there were, as, as I mentioned, uh, as I came over, I worked for a couple of uh, startups. Uh, I worked for Xerox uh, for five years, a uh, tech, com uh, tech company, obviously, uh, on, on some of the e-commerce uh, websites. Um, and really uh, started honing in on what consumerism is and how you drive demand and awareness around your products and services, right? I'd done it at Lego, I did it at Xerox and in, in some of the startups. And uh, Cambia was looking to really beef up its focus on consumerism. And, and this is back in uh, 2006. And for our community, what is Cambia? Cambia is a health plan uh, up in uh, the Pacific Northwest, um, a Blue Cross Blue Shield health plan based in uh, Portland, Oregon. Um, and they were looking to uh, put more emphasis on digital experience mm. and how to be more relevant to their members. And so they were looking for a lot of people from outside the industry actually coming in, helping them disrupt an industry that had not been uh, moving very fast, right, for years. And so I was part of a new team that was coming in, uh, being challenged to do it differently in healthcare, right? Be more relevant to consumers in, health, in healthcare. And we did that for from 2006 to 2012. Wow. And we created some really novel new experiences, such as uh, price transparency, 
I think we were the first health plan to really uh, let members know what it's going to cost them to see a particular provider. What did you just say? Price transparency? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's unheard of in this industry, right? Even today, right? Wow. Uh, but this is way back in 2006 that we started to work on that, right? We also created a radio provider mechanism mm -hmm. that was built into the provider directory. For most health plans, the provider directory is the most utilized feature, right? It's, is this provider in network or not? Having the ability to actually in that setting rate the provider that you just saw, we thought was was novel. And it was new and novel at that time, right? And we saw a tremendous uptake uh, right as we uh, launched that feature in 2007. So then in 2012, yeah. you co-founded a small little company. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we actually uh, got really inspired, right? During that five years, you know, we started uh, engaging with other Blue Cross Blue Shield companies, right? And a lot of them said, how are you doing this thing, right? Uh, price transparency. We've been trying to go at it for years. How are you actually doing it? Why are you seeing so much traffic to your uh, provider directory? And we said, you know what? Maybe there's an opportunity to actually take what we have created in-house just for Regions members or mm. Cambia members and actually spin it off as a separate company. And that's what I did with uh, 12 other people back in uh, 2012. And over the next five years, we grew to 220 people and uh, $25 million in, the, in revenue. And what was that company? It was called HealthSpark. Uh, and it's a company that still uh, exists today. Uh, we sold uh, to health plans uh, primarily uh, the, these uh, SaaS-based software solutions, uh, provider directories, provider ratings, um, price transparency. 70 health plans or so across the, the nation. It was just a tremendous journey. Yeah. So then uh, here you are as uh, spinning this out, being a startup kind of founder and operator, and then you go yeah. back into <laughs> go back into where you where you were previously. Explain, right. explain a little bit about that. Yeah, that. so so I had the opportunity to join uh, Primera Blue Cross. Uh, they're based in uh, Seattle. Uh, it's the largest uh, uh, health plan in in the Northwest. Uh, they have some of the big uh, self funded employer groups uh, that are headquartered in Seattle like Amazon, Microsoft, uh, Alaska Airlines, Warehouse. Uh, and I thought it was really interesting that you join the innovation team and take that company and, and rethink how we do healthcare, especially with these large self-funded employer groups. Wow. And then from there, you, you, did you start seeing an opportunity with Zoom Care? How did that start coming into focus? Yeah. So, you know, I've been pinged a number of times by, by a hospital system uh, called uh, Peace Health. Uh, they're based in, uh, in the state of Washington as well. Uh, and they, you know, I'd never been on the provider side, right? I've been on the payer side for uh, the past 15 years. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting to be very close to point of care, right? Because that's really where care happens. And that's where you have an opportunity to engage with the end user, the patient, right? Uh, and so Peace Health, uh, you know, gave me a good offer. I couldn't resist. And they had purchased Zoom Care, you know, prior, uh, you know, six months prior. And soon after I, I got started with Peace Health, all conversations started to be around Zoom Care. And I got offered the uh, CEO. Role. And going into going into Peace Health, you had no idea about that. I, I did not know. I knew that they had uh, purchased the Zoom Care. I thought it was really intriguing, but uh, you know, it's like, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, so that's great. So history tends to repeat itself a bit here. <laughs> you go into you go into a big organization, you get yeah. spun back out. Yeah, and I think that was uh, part of the intrigue. I mean, they were intrigued by by my background, uh, and and especially when you think of a Zoom Care, that's an on demand retail platform, right? Yep. It has a really strong retail, uh, you know, facet. I've done some of that in my past. Yeah. It has really strong digital. It was built with uh, technology in mind from ground up 15 years ago, right? So I have that. And then it has obviously healthcare. 
And so bringing that to bear and really help uh, ZoomCare take it to the next level uh, is, is part of my journey. And we're going to talk, we're going to dive deep yeah. on ZoomCare in just a moment, but I want to understand still, I'm fascinated by this. So Peace <laughs> Health owned what is now called ZoomCare, or they built it for 15 years. Explain that a bit. Yeah, so ZoomCare, no, Peace Health uh, bought uh, ZoomCare. So uh, ZoomCare was founded by two two doctors uh, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as all startups uh, have been going through, uh, you know, various uh, phases as as they grew. Oh, I know that. And, uh, you know, yeah, and uh, had taken, uh, you know, external capital as well. uh, And had run into some difficulties, I think, over the past couple of years. And uh, Peace Health, uh, you know, uh, reached out and said, uh, you know, we want to buy you guys. And so they bought out the two founders and, and the investor. And so Peace Health is owning ZoomCare now 100%. And then from when you were hired, you didn't yeah. know that you were going to eventually become the CEO of ZoomCare, but because you had that background, yeah. it sounded like it was just a perfect fit, huh? Yeah, I, th- I think they felt, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, we, we, we need a, uh, you know, to really grow this uh, company now that we have access uh, to capital, right? Um and uh, they were interested in uh, in, a, in a person that could come in and help them uh, do that, and uh, had real strong uh, retail and digital uh, experience. And uh, I brought that to bear. So let's talk about Zoom Care. But then yeah. right after that, I want to talk about why you believe and your team at Zoom Care believes now is the time for yeah. what you're doing at yeah. Zoom Care. But we'll pause on that for yeah. just a moment. Give us a little bit. What is what what's what is Zoom Care, and what are you guys bringing to the marketplace? Yeah, so Zoom Care, as I mentioned, is an on-demand retail uh, experience, if you will. Uh, we have close to 50 clinics uh, scattered in uh, between, uh, you know, Portland and Oregon. Um, we have been uh, uh, in, uh, doing this for the past 15 years. Patients uh, can do same-day appointments. Uh, 80% of all our patients see their doctor within four hours of scheduling an appointment, uh, which is just unheard of, right? If you think about primary care today, it takes you three weeks uh, to get in, right? Here, you can do it, schedule it on the app, and you can see your provider half an hour later. It's unheard of. It's wow. neighborhood clinics. Uh, so we have, uh, you know, a bunch of these clinics within 20 minutes drive time in the zones where we are. Uh, and we offer a very strong digital um, component as well. So you can actually start out by chatting with a provider. And if that chat doesn't resolve or you feeling better or you knowing what to do next, you can go see a Zoom care provider in a physical setting. And is so, it is this is this uh, what type of specialties are being yeah. offered today? Yeah, so we offer obviously uh, primary care, yep. urgent care is is part of it. Uh, but then we have up to uh, ten other specialty lines uh, that we offer service lines: mental health, uh, gynecology, derm, uh, chiropractic uh, services, uh, medical massage, um, internal medicine, uh, just a whole slew of uh, services uh, that we offer as part of it. We also have what we call a um, a uh, ER alternative, uh, we call that our super clinic. Uh, 80% of all treatments uh, that happen in an ER, we can take care of at the super clinic. Wow. And it's at a fraction of the cost. We do not bill for facility fee. And as you know, facility fee is really what, uh, you know, costs a lot, right, in the in the system. And uh, we don't do that. And so uh, typically when you go into any one of our super clinics, uh, you go in, you schedule the appointment, just like you would for any of the retail clinics that we have. You actually schedule the appointment uh, for an ER-related uh, condition. And within 60 minutes, that's the average time it takes as you walk into the clinic till you walk out of the clinic, 60 minutes. Think about a traditional ER clinic, right? You spend four or five hours. Here's 60 minutes. 
the very first question that pops in my head with this environment that you just described, the satisfaction rate for <laughs> for the patient must be yeah. through the roof. Yeah, it is. And, that, and that's what's so cool to see about ZoomCare, right? We have close to 14,000 Google reviews. And those 14,000 Google reviews, they average 4.8 out of 5. Wow. It's just incredible. Our, we call our customers, uh, we, we've created an archetype we call her Sarah. Our Sarahs love the experience. And a part, part of it is because it's so easy access to healthcare, right? You schedule that appointment. It takes you less than 30 minutes or 30 seconds, sorry. It takes you less than 30 seconds to schedule that appointment. You see your provider in 15 minutes is the regular uh, provider visit uh, in one of our daily care clinics, right? 15 minutes, you're done. And then you leave with meds in hand. For 70% of the time, you leave with meds in hand because we have our own pharmacy. Wow. And so we distribute drugs to all these 50 clinics. And as you leave, your meds sits on the counter just waiting for you. Let's go before this archetype Sarah becomes a customer of ZoomCare. How are you attracting yeah. the Sarahs? How are you attracting new customers? Yeah, so we do a lot of uh, social media marketing, uh, but we're also seeing a uh, you know, high degree of uh, word of mouth uh, because when Sarah has seen it once or experienced this experience once, she wants to talk about it to her friends, right? In no other you know, healthcare setting can you actually go in and see a provider within half an hour from you scheduling the appointment and then in 15 minutes be taken care of and leave with meds in hand. Uh, and so she actually helps us get a lot of, uh, you know, new Zoomers or new Sarahs uh, into, into our clinics. And, you know, one another big thing that we're seeing in the marketplace right now with companies like a Dispatch Health or yeah. Pager, yeah. We're go they're going to the patient. Yeah. Are you seeing that as part of Zoom Care? Or? Yeah, we, we do because, uh, you know, your Zoom Care journey starts with you having the app on the phone, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we take walk-ins as well. But if you walk in and you don't have the app on, on your phone, we actually sit down with the patient, with Sarah, and say, let us make sure you have the app on the phone when you leave. Because it's so easy to schedule the appointment or because it's so easy to just click and chat with your provider from the app itself, right? So we actually have 100% app adoption uh, among our Sarahs, which is unheard of, right? And that allows wow. us to communicate with our Sarahs, right? It allows us to send reminders. It allows them to ping them uh, for, uh, you know, various reasons. In the app itself, she has access to her entire personal health record uh, that she has had with uh, ZoomCare over the past 15 years. And, you know, Torben, you and I have, uh, have been friends for a number of years now, and you yeah. know that uh, I love technology and disruption, yeah. and I know you do yeah. as well. Where do you see innovative, uh, you know, technology, whether it be wearables or yeah. chatbots or yeah. AI, or any yeah. that kind of world yeah. living inside of this experience for your Sarah's? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And we are expanding our virtual care capabilities uh, right now because we really want to be where Sarah is yeah. and where she wants to engage with healthcare, right? Whether it be in a retail clinic or whether it be, uh, you know, online, right? Or whether it be on her phone and then chatting with one of our providers. So we're investing a lot in the digital uh, space, virtual care, and then uh, obviously building out our footprint because we think the synergy between the virtual component and the physical retail component if we can find or crack that knot, I think we're onto something really big. And in regards to the the payer side of this equation, what yeah. does that look like? Yeah, so ZoomCare is a fee for service, uh, uh, you know, offering, right? Uh, and so you, we we take all commercial insurance um, in the two markets uh, where we at. 
Uh, and we really have a good uh, relationship with all our payers. And we are starting now with me coming on board, having uh, the payer background. We're starting to have more and more conversations with payers on how can we actually create a differentiated experience for your members, right? Utilizing the clinic footprint that we have, utilizing some of the digital services that could be built in to, uh, you know, some of their own apps, right? Or ways that they try to engage their members, right? I I personally see where ZoomCare is absolutely spot on for where we're going with value-based care. Yeah. But I want our community to learn from you. What are your thoughts around that in regards to your model and yeah. where we are going hopefully as an industry toward value-based care. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, uh, we, we've thought a lot about it uh, and have a lot of conversations. Uh, we believe that because we were built with technology from ground up, uh, we can communicate and have a strong relationship with our ourselves. That is really key for driving value-based care, right? Because you want to be there almost as a health companion with Sarah, right, during her journey. Uh, and for us to have that ability to communicate with her, for her to have ability or access to her personal health records, right, right off uh, uh, the app uh, and to reach out to her in case she has any questions, we think is abso absolutely pivotal. Otherwise, you cannot drive that value-based, continuous relationship that is really needed. Hmm. And then also this, this myth or this um, notion that older adults – Right. Can't engage with technology. Right. I just heard you say 100% adoption. Yeah. Blow it up for me. Yeah. No, I, I think, uh, you know, we are all carrying around smartphones these days. Right. right? We are all having, a, you know, we all have tablets at home. Right. Uh, I think it's a myth. Uh, you know, I think most people are actually really tech savvy. Uh, but we have paid really strong attention to human-centered design. Good. Uh, human-centered design approaches to how our app actually uh, you know, feels and how the experience is, not just on a digital side, but actually in the clinics themselves. So we've taken a lot of cues from retail and built it into our clinics. So our clinics are really bright. Uh, they're very consistent. So if you see a clinic in Seattle and you go to Southern Oregon and you see the same, it's the same clinic footprint. And everybody knows what to do as they walk into the clinic. And going back to the technology, what is some of that feedback from our older adults in regards to their experience with, with the app? I think, uh, you know, they've been uh, pleasantly uh, surprised, right? Uh, they didn't know that healthcare could feel that easy or that uh, human, right? Uh, it's a very human perspective uh, that we're trying to put in the app. Uh, literally, to set up an appointment, it's two clicks. Wow. Once you've set up the profile, it's two clicks. Uh, it makes it it's very simple. We also have various uh, concepts uh, that we are working on um, with our providers. One of them is the perfect visit. That is a concept. It's a framework that we have uh, uh, created over the past 15 years that all our providers go through and they learn to the backbone. There's five steps in that perfect visit. And in order for us to deliver the perfect visit, there are some really fundamental rules. One of them is, uh, and this may surprise you, but one of them is we start on time. 90% of all our uh, appointments start on time. I'm, unheard of I'm, in I'm primary care. I'm, right? I'm laughing because it, right? it is unheard of. We often uh, you know, get asked, well, I never see anybody in your waiting room. Are you really successful? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> we are successful because the person is sitting in the exam room, not in the waiting room. They're sitting in the exam room where they should be, right, with the provider. That is fascinating. There's nobody in the waiting room, right? <laughs> yeah. And we actually will tell a Sarah, a customer patient there that walks in late, even if it's just five minutes late, 
we will say, you know what, we need to reschedule you because otherwise we cannot provide the perfect visit to you. Wow. And the perfect visit is it starts on time and it ends on time. You know it's 15 minutes long and you can leave after 15 minutes. You're, you're really key. This is very provocative stuff, Torben. I mean, careful. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. I mean, but in some ways, there are Sarahs that are completely surprised, right? Oh, yeah. But when they understand the methodology or the, the thinking behind it, it's like, yeah, I get it. Wow. And usually we can schedule an appointment with them, uh, you know, 15 minutes later, right? Or across, uh, you know, just uh, the street, right? There's another Zoom care clinic and they can go right over there. So we talked about some of your customers as in regards to older older adults. What yeah. does it look like for younger customers? You know, the millennials yeah. or, yeah. you know, that, that type of uh, yeah, customer I mean, segment. The, the Zoom care model is really made for them, yeah. right? They're busy. They're young professionals, a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, young families, right? Uh, they just want to schedule an appointment, be in and out, uh, and have just one condition taken care of, right? And that's actually part of our um, philosophy as well. The philosophy is you tell us what's most important to you, and we will take care of that in that 15-minute window. If you come in, usually people stack up because they've had to wait three weeks to see their primary care doctor, right? And so they start thinking about, you know, oh, I have all these things, right, uh, that I need to take care of. When you come in and see Zoom care, because it's on demand, because it's same day appointments, we take care of one issue. If you have multiple, you just schedule another visit uh, for the day after mm. or for later that afternoon. We can schedule on-demand visits with specialists that same day as well. That's exciting. And right now, Zoom Care is primarily based up in the Pacific Northwest. And we're going to talk even in bigger terms yeah. of how you see as a, as a thought leader, where do you see the industry going in yeah. the next two to three, three to five years. But right, right now with Zoom Care in the Pacific Northwest, yep. what's growth look like for you? We've seen a tremendous growth. Uh, we've uh, Over the past eight months, uh, we've uh, launched 10 new clinics. Wow. Uh, we're seeing uh, 30 to 40% growth in uh, Seattle alone of new Sarahs coming into Zoom care. Uh, we are launching an additional 10 to 20 clinics uh, this year. Uh, and we do it because there's demand, because Sarah really responds well to the Zoom care model. And where do you see, are you seeing expansion across the country? Are you staying up in the Pacific Northwest? What does that look like? Well, we are having uh, some of those conversations with our board right now. I bet uh, you are. You know, obviously, uh, they're seeing opportunities uh, that could go beyond uh, the Northwest. Uh, we need to do it in a really thoughtful manner, but uh, those conversations are happening. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> a shameless plug to the Zoom Care board. If you bring one to Colorado, <laughs> I will certainly visit. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. Well, it, obvious, I mean, it makes perfect sense. I mean, yeah. this is where we need to be going as an industry and, and and making sure that it is a seamless experience, yep. just like you talked yep. about with Lego and other yep. other experiences you've had on the retail side. It's yep. about time yep. leaders like you are cracking yep. that code and figuring it out for us. There's a lot of uh, things we can learn, Mike, from, uh, from retail, right? Uh, they have really paid attention to what the consumer wants yep. uh, and they are putting that in play, right? We can, and I know we can, do the same in healthcare, uh, but we need to change our thinking. And that's where ZoomCare really has evolved a very different care model, uh, targeting uh, you know the busy, uh, the young, the young families uh, that really just want uh, you know access and convenience. Yeah, so and I we always, all do, right? Absolutely, yeah. and it's, it's it's just part of our daily life right. that we kind of should hopefully expect and right. expect that out of healthcare as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Torben, every time I get to spend time with you, I definitely learn a lot, and I and I want to take this opportunity again. Where do you see? Uh, the industry just at large, not just Zoom care, but at large, where do you see it going in the next two to three and three to five years? Where, yeah. What are you seeing? 
think we will see a lot more of the synergies between virtual and retail. Uh, we're seeing a lot of new players coming into retail, right? Uh, Walgreens, CVS, yep. uh, you know, Amazon, um, Walmart, right? Setting up uh, their own clinics. So we are starting to get, uh, you know, competition actually from, uh, you know, what I would call 21st century companies, right? Companies that uh, know how to scale really rapidly and companies that know what it means to be a consumer-focused or consumer-obsessed uh, entity, right? Mm. And, uh, you know, I think that's going to bring or raise the bar for traditional healthcare companies. And I think part of that is utilizing the virtual care, digital care capabilities, be it Wi-Fi-enabled devices, be it um, additional services that, that could be provided via chat or via video, uh, and then tying it to a physical uh, retail uh, kind of a clinic uh, or outlet. I Excellent. think we'll see much more of that over the next five years. Well, giddy up. I want to see it here as fast as possible because <laughs> I'm a big believer and a big fan of it. So thank you for that as well, Torben. Let's now get the community involved. You know, one thing I love is the feedback from these amazing community members that, that are rallying around this podcast. And I want to take a moment for you to engage with them. Can you share one problem, need, or question that you or ZoomCare currently have that they can be thinking about and helping you with? Yeah, I would love to hear from uh, the community as we think about scaling up our virtual care capabilities and, and finding the synergy to a physical retail uh, clinic. What new capabilities or services should we be providing that could really lower cost, that could improve care, and that could humanize uh, you know, healthcare as we know it? Well, there's an opportunity to give Torben and the team feedback. Just head over to passionatepioneers.com, click uh, into the topics section and find Torben's episode in there and feel free to leave comments in there for him as I know Torben will get those directly. So thank you for sharing that, Torben. I'm looking forward to our community thinking through some of that and, and giving some of their thoughtful responses over to you and the team. Let's also talk about where they can get a hold of you online, uh, you know, websites, connection yeah. points, all of that. Where can we find you? Yeah, so uh, you, you can obviously go to zoomcare.com for more information uh, or at uh, zoomcare is our Twitter uh, handle. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Torben S. Nielsen, uh, or you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Excellent. We'll leave all of those contact points in the episode notes for, for this as well. So thank you for that. All right, Torben, it is time to take this podcast home. I love <laughs> finishing it with a fill in the blank, and it's the following. Yeah. I'm a passionate pioneer because... I'm a passionate pioneer because I have a saying that used to go like this. I work in healthcare during the day, then I go home to the 21st century. I think we can change it so that we no longer have to say, I go home to the 21st century, but that we are working in the 21st century in healthcare. We got to bring healthcare into the 21st century. You just gave me goosebumps. That is awesome way to close out this podcast. Thank you for that. Torben, of course, you're always welcome back here at Catalyst and in Denver. Thank you for visiting our community. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for making me a better leader in this industry. We appreciate you and the team. And thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Mike. And thanks for all you do. Uh, you're helping uh, all the uh, entrepreneurs in the community out there. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.